This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What is your name? My name is Steve Lescarbo. Lescarbo. How do you spell that? L-E-S-C-A-R-B-E-A-U. All right. What is your primary role in the line dance community? Oh, let's see. Um, I've been around a long time, so I've had a lot of roles, but primarily I am the um, event director for the Line Dancer Spring Break, which is one of the oldest events out there. It's, oh. We're celebrating our 19th year this year. Wow. Uh, but I'm also the 2004 world champion for UCWDC, and um, I've choreographed many winning dances that have won competitions for everywhere from the marathon to Canada, all over. Hmm. What are some of your dances that we would uh, recognize? Probably one of the biggest ones would be Here's Looking at You, Kid. Hmm. Um, recent ones might be Sweetness. Um, she's got going back a long time, probably young and sexy. Um, it's hard to remember. Oh, Dark Side was probably one of the one of the real big ones. It's still done today. Hmm. All right. So, what goes into being an event director, especially for Spring Break? What are some of your uh, responsibilities in that role? Well, Spring Break is totally different. It's not like any of the other events out there. Really? It's very different. It's more um, of a social vacation with your friends at the beach with dancing. So at our event, we have um, breakfast and dinner included. Um, And then we have one night off where we actually go out clubbing. Oh, wow. Um, And... Friday afternoon, we have a miniature golf tournament, which is a blast and has nothing to do with dancing. But I found that um, with my event, by giving people time off, we only dance from uh, right after breakfast from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. Then they have the afternoon free to go to the beach, go take a nap, go shopping, do whatever. We come back, we have dinner together, and then we dance for the rest of the night. Hmm. Um, Again, having Friday off. And I think people absorb the dances better because they have time off so they have a chance to sink in mm-hmm. um, they tell me that they learn more dances there because we're constantly repeating them throughout the day we're dancing them at night and because they have time off they're just getting a chance for their brains to rest so they sink in hmm. it's been working so we're going to keep it that way yeah that makes sense you know why mess with success exactly UCWDC world champion. What uh, what goes into becoming a world champion at, at something like that? Oh boy, I think I think having the passion to just get out there and dance is the first thing. Um, you know, I, I competed. Um, I was very fortunate because my family has been blessed with either there being a musician, a singer, or a dancer. So. I got the dancing side, but my dad was a musician, so I started dancing at a young age, um, different types, not line dancing, didn't get into that until I was much older, Um, but my cousin was a natural at dancing as well, and I kind of pushed him into competing, and I was his manager for a while, and I went to Worlds, and I went to all these different events, and I thought, wow, this is freaking awesome, and he didn't seem to have the same passion that I had for it. Mm. So he went to Worlds and he came in second. Mm. So the following year, 
I had put some choreography in there, and that was the year Guyton Mundy came on the scene mm. and won everything. <laughs> so I said, hmm, you know what, I'm going to compete just in classic. So I entered classic, and uh, you had to place or win at least three events to qualify to go to Worlds. And there were competitions all over the United States. So I was lucky enough to win three in a row, and I didn't have to do any more. So I went to Worlds and ended up being the top person. Wow. It was very exciting. What sort of training goes into that? I know Megan is, uh, is working <clears throat> on becoming a solo line competitor this coming year after having seen uh, the, the competition in San Francisco in January. Things are so much different today <clears throat> than they were back then. Mm. Um, the dancing, certainly, the, the level of dancing has risen tremendously, which is great. And we're seeing some very new, interesting talent coming in, which is very exciting. And I'm still blessed at my age to be here doing this and still being able to be hired to some of these events and and teaching up against these young kids and Mm. still having very good classes. Um, But, oh boy, it's... Dancing is something, I think, that gets in your blood. Mm. And, uh, you know, I've seen it with you. I mean, I've seen you when you first came onto the scene. And, you know, you were all over the place and loved it. And you wanted to know everything. You were so eager. And and I think to me, that's what I get out of it the most, is I love watching people grow mm-hmm. from a beginner and growing up. And years ago, when you went to competition, the judges there, they they scored you. So after you had your competition, you could go sit with the judges and they told you, you know, they went over your scores to tell you what they meant and, and what you did wrong. So I learned a lot from that, from some great people like A.T. Kinson, who's no longer with us. Um, and I think today, I'm not sure how much of that is the same in competition. Mm-hmm. I think now they have to take all these privates. Um, you know, back then we didn't have to do that. They offered them, but the judges were nice enough to just explain to you what it was that you needed to correct. And if you paid attention, then you did well. Hmm. And what sorts of things have you learned from all the training you did for that that helped you in social dance? Hmm. I would say um, lilt was was an important thing I learned because uh, you know I didn't at the time I didn't really understand about compression and dancing into the floor mm. so that was important um, I think you know everyone dances an expression of how you feel so I think when you see people out there dancing socially they dance totally different than if they're dancing in a competition mm. they're really free and they open up and and I think that's one of the things that I learned was to express yourself a little more and, you know, open up and don't be afraid. Nobody's judging you. We're all doing the same thing. Now, as an event director, what are some of the personalities that you look for for spring break? What makes for a, a fun experience for the rest of the staff as well as the people who attend? I have a list of instructors that call me all the time wanting to work spring break because they hear how fun it is. Mm. Um, the instructors that I have, I handpick. Um, I will only have instructors, one, that are social to the guests. 
they can't have an attitude and and think that they're above everyone else they have to participate it's all in one room so they have to be there the entire time for lessons they're up on the floor taking lessons they're dancing socially with people it's round tables so they're socializing with people at the meals when we go out and do the miniature golf tournament all the instructors are captains of the teams so they're getting to know the people on their teams so you know it becomes more of a family atmosphere and the instructors just love it because they don't have to work that hard hmm. they only have to teach a couple dances and then just be there and be social and it works hmm. Now, as somebody who has seen as much of line dance as you have seen, what have you seen change from early early days involved in, in line dance world to today? What sorts of things do you want to keep that have stuck around, and what sorts of things are you more questioning of? Hmm. Some good questions there, Chris. Mm-hmm. I would say that... Um, I don't know necessarily that you can stop the progression of dance the way it's it's gone, and I and I don't think anyone should. I think it's it's a very exciting thing. Um, it makes us better dancers to continue to improve our craft, so to speak. Um, years ago, we all danced with our thumbs in the belt loops, and you know, and all the dances were pretty basic and fairly simple. And if you look out there on the floor today. You see people that have challenged themselves. Um, I was having this conversation several times this weekend that I, it just amazes me to see how the level of dancing has progressed. And I see so many of these people that have been coming for years that are, are much older now, like myself, and they're doing all of this stuff. And it just is like amazing to see that these people, you know, Years ago, we're doing the boot scooting boogie, and now they're out there doing, you know, stomp it. Mm. It's just amazing. Oh, yeah, like stomp it with all the hand Everything. Things you wouldn't crazy. even think are line dance, mm. but you do it, and it, you know, it still feels good. They found a way to make that feel good. It does. And, and, you know, everybody does it a little bit differently, and that's okay, you know, but they're out there, they're moving. Um, you know, it's a great thing for seniors because it keeps Alzheimer's away. Yes, it does. So, you know, my class at home is mostly seniors, and I teach them everything, and they do it. Yeah. We might have to take a turn out here and there, but for the most part, they don't want me to. They yeah. want to learn it the right way. It's very exciting. As far as classics go, what dances do you hope never disappear from the floor that you know people continue to reteach and keep alive? I know Megan and I have been doing a lot of homework on that and writing down every suggestion that we get so that uh, we can do our part to, to keep those oh, plates spinning. <clears throat> there are so many classic dances that really should not go away and you know, John Robinson tried to do an event that was strictly just the old classics, and I really thought that would be good, but it seems people, you know, the newer dancers, they want to learn the new stuff. They don't always want to go back and learn the old stuff, which is too bad because the old stuff is where it started. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> dances like The Way by Gerard Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a few great dances back in the day, like, you know, Crab Bucket. Mm. Um, we had, uh, I mean, Joe Thompson had a million of them. 
back then. And, you know, Scott, when he first came out, too, like Shiver and Shake, mm-hmm. you know, there was some really good dances back then that, um, you know, have gone by the wayside. There's a choreographer here this weekend that nobody remembers. She was a one-hit wonder, but she had one of the biggest dances. It was called Whatever Happens. Beautiful dance. Love it. Hope that never goes away. And who is the choreographer of Whatever Happens? Um, There was a gentleman by the name of Ron Klein and Liz Bogus. And Liz is here. She comes to all the events. Mm. Amazing. I'd like to meet her. Yes, I can introduce you. She's been, uh, she's probably, if not late 60s, in her 70s. Mm. Still out there dancing and doing all of the same dances that, you know, all the young kids are doing. Mm. I love that attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping it up with it. You got to keep going. If people have follow-up questions for you, what would be the best way to get in contact with you? Well, um, they can reach me by email, which is the best, because I am a busy person. I work a full-time job. I own my own travel agency. Plus, I you know, travel on the weekends doing this, and I have a weekly class. So email, I'm always checking. So um, they can either get it from the Spring Break website, mm-hmm. or I can give it to you. It's steve at aplusvacations.com, mm-hmm. spelled out A-P-L-U-S-V-A-C-A-T-I-O-N-S.com. All right. And usually, I, I mean, as I hear in the background one of Joe's dances, usually I just have uh, the one question of what dance would you recommend everyone go and learn right now? But also, you mentioned Joe. I've got to know, what are some of your favorite Joe dances? Oh, boy. Hmm. Good question. There's a lot of them. Mm. I know the first time I met Joe... And she did not know who I was. Um, it was in Michigan. It was I had met Scott, Peter Metalnik, and her. And she taught a dance, Quando One Quando. Hmm. And it was a Latin dance. And that was one of the things in Worlds that I was fantastic at. In fact, I won first place in Latin every time. So she saw me dancing it. And she came up to me after the class and said, you have great Cuban rhythm. And of course I turned 50 shades of red, you know, but I, from that day I was like, wow, she actually noticed me dancing. And it's, so it made me feel really well. So I, I kind of had a little special place for Joe ever since that day. <laughs> cuando? Cuando when cuando. I'll have to look that one up. There's a lot of old dances out there you could spend forever looking up. <laughs> oh, I'd love to do that. Just take a weekend and just go through. Mm, you know, the hard part is knowing where to start. I know that there are, uh, for example, I, I just learned in the last two months, Do Your Thing by Max Perry, the Amato. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah, with the arms, exactly. And, uh, and like these are the kinds of things that I wouldn't even have known to look for. So having people who know what was fun, what was big back in the day, uh, those those folks are like Mambo Number no. Five by mm. Pedro Machado. Mm. Definitely a dance well before its time. Mm. Very fun, very fun. Lou Bega. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many of the great ones that are in this and more. You mentioned Barry and Derry and Amato. Mm-hmm. Great people. Um, Barry and I share the same birthday, so you know I've I've been hanging around with them for a while. James Gregory. One of the pioneers of line dance. It was James Gregory, Max Perry, and Johnny Two-Step. They all kind of started the line dance thing over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, it exploded. But uh, 
Johnny Two-Step is the only one of the three that presently is still involved in line dance. Hmm. And he'll be at spring break. Oh. Good one to have on staff then. Definitely. It's a good friend. And is there that one dance that you would recommend that everyone go and learn right now? It would just be a, uh, a benefit for them to have in their, their belt loops? Hmm. God, I could be biased and say dark side, but... Go for it. <laughs> and it could be old, new, by others, or yourself. Jeez, um, mm, there's so many that you could pick as a favorite. God, I, I don't know if I could answer that question. I like too many. If you have like a top 26, I mean, that's also <laughs> Top 26. Hmm. I would have to say, I like a lot of Rhea stuff. Mm. I'm, I'm a smooth dancer. I prefer those types of dances than the funky stuff. I'm, that's, leave that for the kids. You know, I'll take the, the smooth stuff any day. So most of my dance choices would probably go along that line, like Taking Care of You, mm-hmm. um, Lady in Red. Mm. Um, and yes, those are newer dances, but... Unfortunately, our brains can only hold so much, and we take in stuff. Some stuff has to go away. <laughs> so, um, I, old dances, they're probably up there, but remembering all the names, impossible. Mm. All right. Well, thank you very much for sitting down and, My and chatting here on the thank podcast. I guess me. I, I should ask you one, one other question. Is there a message that you would like to convey to the, the line dance universe, just something you could put up on a virtual billboard? Dancing makes you happy. Hmm. So I think that people should remember that and um, enjoy themselves and not get into the drama and, you know, and, and, you know, and, and hurt other people intentionally. Just go out, have a good time, and enjoy the people around you. Great advice. All right. Well, thank you once again, and uh, I, I will see you out on the dance floor. I'll be there. Thank you.